don't know what. Sorry. Um, hello and welcome to the Shopton Podcast. And today, as you can see, I'm, I'm not exactly on my own, but I'm with Jem uh, Davis from the FM Band. Hello. Uh, how's it going, Jem? Very good, thanks, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I was just telling you that David is sick today. Um, I hope he's not going to be sick for too too much longer, actually. But he's only just come down with it, so it's not looking very good. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I hope this one goes... I mean, I did one on my own before, and uh, it was a bit of a disaster because the guy was in America, and he lost his connection. Right. And then he drove around uh, for half an hour trying to get a new one, you know. And I tried <laughs> to call the meeting off, actually, because it was just making right. me more and more wound up. Because I was yeah, just yeah, sitting yeah. here for half an hour waiting for it. I emailed his <laughs> management, I emailed his agent, and I was like, like, just call it off and we'll do it again. And they're yeah, like, no, yeah. no, you'll be back on in a minute. And it was like 45 minutes late that he came back on. And I was like... Crikey. The wonders of technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what it was, he was recording on his iPhone, because he was actually doing a gig. So he ran out to the tour bus. Right. He was doing a festival. So he said, oh, I'll just do it from the tour bus, because it's just as easy. And uh, he did it from the tour bus, but his iPhone overheated because he was in Texas and it over the sun was really hot. <laughs> so his iPhone shut down and it took. Because have you ever had an iPhone overheat on you? Uh, not in Stoke, no. Oh, no, because they do, they overheat and then they shut down and you can't get them going for ages. So uh, Yeah, yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Jem from uh, FM Band. I mean, you joined the band in 93, but the band started in 1984, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how they got uh, their name? Sorry? Do you know how they got their name? Yeah. Band? Um, it's a uh, Steely Dan track. Oh, right. Okay. Simple as that. Uh, they just like, they love Steely Dan. And I think they're, you know, so the the FM uh, by Steely Dan, that, they thought that would be a good name for, of course, it's a nightmare as a band yes. because you put FM into the internet and you're just getting radio stations. So that's why we're on the net. We're FM official to, uh, to clarify that. And there was also oh, right. okay. another FM in Canada as well, which confused matters for a little while. I'm not sure whether they're still going. But um, now the boys, I've known the boys a long time. I've known Merv a, a really long time because uh, my first band was a band called Tobruk. We signed to EMI. Yeah. And Merv was playing with Diamond Head. Okay. And we supported Diamond Head. And that's when I first met Merv. Um, cut a long story short, um, when Tobruk split up, I ended up joining UFO for a, a while, yeah. and FM supported UFO, and that's when I re-met uh, up with the boys again. And at that time, Digg had left uh, the original keyboard player, and they were using Slim, who was the keyboard player for Romeo's daughter. And most said, do you fancy it? And I knew at that time, um, it was... Uh, Phil and Pete were planning to get Michael Schenker and Paul Raymond and the, the, the old team back together. Now, I was always a fan of UFO, so I was thought, even though I'm doing myself out of a job, I thought, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, would you fancy coming down and having a bash? And, and that was it. And the, uh, So I literally left, um, we just, we did the last gig with UFO, which, uh, again, it's a story in itself, was in Russia. And then... I literally went straight to rehearsals with FM and I've been doing it ever since, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, leaving UFO, I mean, when did you leave UFO? 92, 93 then? Yes, it was a big end of 92, 93. And, um, yeah, um, like I say, what we did a gig, it was in Paris, actually, uh, where, where FM supported us. And that's when Merv sort of like said, look, you know, well, when you when it's come when it, if it does come to an end or whatever, give me a yeah, call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But, yeah, because uh, I was going to say, then you left UFO to join the FM band, and then FM band broke up in 95. Well, we, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, I think we were, we just kind of, we didn't break up, we just kind of like took a, a long hiatus, if you like. You know? yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's, with the type of music that we play and whatever, it's, it's uh, there was a lot of grunge and all that going off, and we just thought, you know, we just uh, it's probably best just to just to lay low for a little while. It's and, and uh, see how it all goes. And we were still mates and still seeing each other. And what happened was we were in splinter bands in uh, from then on. It's about ninety six. We were in splinter bands, and then the um, we kept getting offered the Firefest um, in Nottingham, and turning it down and turning it down and and that. So shall we shall we go for it? You know. And then in two thousand seven we did. And then we haven't really, well, we haven't looked back, you know, we were just yeah. blown away by the response. It was quite funny. In that intermediate time, I'd got married and my missus didn't realise what I did for a living, you know. Oh, okay. you'd never seen it. And then we got people coming over from Brazil and, and all these different places. And she's saying, the hell are they? Because they were coming up and asking for me autograph and all that. So, but he just sits at home and drinks rosé wine and watches Neighbours, you know. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, oh, thank you. James just come in with the refreshments. Yes. Oh, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, and after that, you know, um, Jim joined the band and uh, off we went, you know. And it just, it's just steadily grown and grown and grown. And, we're, uh, you know, we're loving it. So we're actually in the process now. We're off to France. God knows what that's going to be like, with you know, with all travelling and all that. But... Uh, Looking forward to getting back in the in the swing of it again, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's slowly opening up, you know. But um, I don't think it's know. too bad getting out of the UK. I think getting back in is the problem. Well, yeah, yeah. You know? So, but they change the rules all the time. You see, so we shall see. We've got two gigs in France, um, and then uh, and then we're back. We've got a couple of gigs uh, in Belgium and uh, Holland towards the end of the year, and then next year we've got we just try to fill the diary as every other band has, you know. Yeah, yeah. All we kept doing, we kept booking these gigs in and moving them on and moving them on, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, because, of course, everybody wants to get out there now, you know. But the, it's all changed. The landscape's changed. The venues have gone, you know. Some of the, the fantastic venues that we used to play have just got, have gone, gone under, you know. Others just, you know, stayed afloat. But then, and then it's crew and are they still there and transportation and all these different things, you know. Um, and so we'll find out, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty tough, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, the world and his wife actually came out as soon as the lockdown lift restrictions were lifted. I mean, it, it seemed to, to me like nearly every band wanted to get out on tour, you know. You had the Wagons course. on yeah, tour, yeah, yeah. Crows are on tour, Wild <laughs> Arts are on tour. Everyone's on tour at the same time now, so it's a bit crazy. Well, like. that is the problem as well, you know. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we did our first gig. We played, the, which is always a fantastic gig, the Derby Rock, uh, Rock and Blues Festival. Um, which is 5,000 people, and it went down a storm, and it was just a joy to, I mean, what I find in there is to go out and everyone's like so happy to be at work, and yay, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, well, most people are. It went, you know, it's <laughs> the people, are, people that work on the mark, Camden Market, things like that, you know, that won't last long. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, um, no, it's, it is, it's great to, and it's amazing, we haven't, played together for like well 16 months and that and we got into the rehearsal room and it just got together like that it's amazing now that it just you would just retain it and that and we can't wait to get out we enjoy that's what you know just enjoy playing you know it's, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. and i really i really really miss that yeah you know yeah. 
I saw because I I saw um, on your Instagram that you're playing in because I'm in Holland, right? And uh, well, come see us. I can't remember where we play, but you're uh, playing in the Cacao Fabric, which is right around the corner from me. Oh, well, excellent, man! Yeah, come so, on, yeah, down. yeah. Come it's on the nineteenth of November, so. Uh, oh right, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try and get over and have a beer with you. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, brilliant. Uh, I don't mind paying for my ticket, but... I'll oh, no, no, I'm sure you're getting... Yeah, no, pay, nah, man, I, you know, <laughs> I don't expect anything for free, but as long as you have a beer with me, that's cool. Oh, yeah, no, that, that, you're, you're more than welcome, yeah. So, absolutely, uh, yeah. That'll be a giggle, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, uh, it's, yeah, it should be a good gig, actually. Oh, I'm gone. Mm, Your iPad's run out. Yeah, that's no, all right. Somebody else trying to get in. It's quite a nice venue, actually. It's nice. It's not really. It's not really massive, you know. Right. I don't know really know how, they, how many they're going to let in with the COVID uh, restrictions going on. Well, that's the weird thing. We got this festival festival in uh, France in two weeks' time, and uh, well, it's a week on Saturday, and it's for for three hundred people, but and it's a massive venue, I think. But it's all COVID restrictions and socially distanced and whatever, you know. Yeah, we'll have a blast, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read the one a few weeks ago. It was quite a small venue, but I mean, the the gig was sold out, but it was um, not that many people in there, to be honest. Right. Because everything's tables, you know, you've got to have like yeah, a standing that, table. Well, we're finding that. I mean, you know, even at Derby and, uh, you know, and obviously I've been doing some gigs with Jim's band and all that. And uh, people just don't know what, how they should behave. They're all, everyone's finding their feet band wise and, and audience wise and that. And we're slowly getting back there, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it is annoying, you know. You see all these sporting events, and everyone's all packed in, and yet we weren't allowed to do any any gigs and all that. But totally, it's going past that now. So, yeah, yeah. Well, you should be used to having the rest anyway. Um, since you had twelve years off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't stop then, you know. Uh, we just uh, regrouped, if you like. You know. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing but, uh, in between then, man? You know. In between the times. Um, I, you know, I was playing in uh, a lot of different, doing a lot of different stuff, doing some session work as well as playing in other bands and whatever, and just uh, ticking over really, you know. Um, uh, and yeah, it was just a, a case of that. But I was so pleased when uh, when we did decide to sort of like push the button again, you know. And then and the punters was they're all there for us, which was just great, you know. And the band's just gone from strength to strength, you know. Yeah. Um, sadly. Um, we lost. Uh, we had a, 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 friend, a dear friend of mine, uh, Steve Strange, who was X-ray. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's funny the story there, and I put this up on Facebook. Um, you know, we I played in the band called Midnight Blue with Dougie White for a uh, Sammy Rainbow and yeah. uh, Shanker and all that. Yeah. Uh, so Dougie was in the band, and we were the house band at the Marquee. Um, and um, Steve, who uh, was a drummer of No Hot Ashes, then it was just another drunken. <laughs> you know and uh and so we had that you know we all went away 20 years later we we're playing in belfast and the manager at the time adrian said no, i've got this guy coming in i'd be really nice to him. he's one of the biggest managers in the world which he was he was looking after yeah, Coldplay, yeah. you know and strangely walks around the corner i went well i know you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? and right gave him a big hug and all that and he he was just an fm fan you know and he's been and he always used to because he used to get his band used to tour with us quite regularly, but he would come in on our bus, you know, he just loved the stories and all that, and was just really passionate about FM, you know, and it was just a hell of a shock, because I didn't know, not many people knew that he was ill and that, you know, and I certainly didn't, and there's a um, famous journalist, Dave Ling, put it on his Facebook, and I thought, I can't, and this is at midnight, I thought, that can't be right, because I'm on the blower, 
and he bloody well was. And he was only 53. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I saw it, yeah, because I know Toby uh, put, a, put a post up really, yeah, really quickly as well, you know. Intense, you know, with him and that. And he, and he was a... But the best thing about Steve is he loved his music. So, yeah. you know, people loved him and the amount of love that's come out on, on Facebook is just fantastic, you know. So we'll miss, I'll miss him massively because he got he got us these incredible gigs. We were on tour with like Kiss and Journey and Foreigner and, you know, and that's all down to strangers, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's very, very sad, you know. But Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean... It seemed a bit like was he was he really ill or because it said to them when Toby put a post up it said he had a short illness so it was short yeah well like so well so we um, zoomed him you know uh, last year for his birthday um, and you know obviously he was absolutely fine then he didn't know anything about it uh, uh, to my knowledge you know and I think it did all happen really quickly which is a kind of a blessing I guess in a way you know yeah. but uh, kind of a shock for all of us you know yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, you just don't feel like he's had to say goodbye, you know, that's the worst thing, you know. And uh, he wanted to keep it quiet from his daughter, apparently, which is absolutely fair enough, you know. Um, so I think I, I think they're going to have services in LA because he had a place in LA, Belfast, and London. And we'll go to the London one, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. it just it just makes you realize that life's too short, so you just get got to go out there and make the most of it, you know. So, um, yeah. So yeah. and that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't blame you know, me, man. I mean, life is gigging everywhere we possibly can and flying the flag for for Stevie, you know. So yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, that's good. You know. Yeah, like I say, he, he was passionate about his music, and uh, I mean, I didn't really know him, so I mean, I had a few email and dealings with him a long time ago, but uh, yeah, he yeah. obviously was passionate about his music, and well, he was yeah. a force of nature for sure. You could yeah. hear him; he had this hell of a laugh and all that, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah. But like I say, I mean, we did some amazing gigs. I mean, we did like for, for near you, Grass Pop and all that, which I love. I love that festival. Um, really well organised and that. And uh, we were, obviously, the last time we did, it was with Kiss, you know, and, yeah. and White Snake and, and people like that. And it was just a, it was a joy to play, you know, fantastic, you know. Grass Pop's in Belgium, so, I think. Oh, Belgium, is that sorry? Yeah, yeah. Boss Pop you played? Uh, we done boss pop. Pop too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just there. Yeah, yeah. That's where I was a few weeks ago, down yeah. around that area. I mean, the, the funny thing is, we even did Hellfest. And you're thinking, I mean, I, I, uh, when, when actually with Grasspop, Grasspop, uh, when Motorhead was blessing was still going, and Motorhead were like, uh, take that compared to some of the bands that were on, <laughs> and we're thinking, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. But the best thing about the Europeans is they just want good music. And as long as yeah. you can play, and, and of course, we've got Steve, who's an amazing singer and all that. They love it, absolutely love it. And, that, you know, it was, so I guess it's just a bit of a breather before the real death metal kicks in again, you know. And that's it. And I, I love that about the Europeans. They don't, you know, they don't think, well, I like this type of music, so therefore I don't like you. They yeah. just, you know, it's an open book, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind yeah. of leads me nicely on to me Pepper Kid 2, actually. To what? Yeah. To Pepper Kid 2. Um, so during lockdown, um, uh, I was writing, you know, I, I moved um, uh, to a new uh, place up north, uh, about my, uh, an hour up north, and it came with a ready-made studio. Uh, okay. And obviously with lockdown and that, I was able to focus on the music. And I was just writing like crazy for FM and all that. And then, but I was writing stuff that I love all sorts of music, you know. And uh, I was finding, I thought, well, I don't want to limit myself on just that. So I was just writing away and seeing what happened, you know. 
and and I thought, yeah, well, I'm going to do my own solo thing, you know, which is a hell of a leap, you know. But uh, I got Steve involved and Jim uh, singing on two tracks, but the main vocalist is an uh, incredible guy called Mike Dyer, who sings with Grand Slam. Okay. And uh, so I've been working with Mike to do the, uh, the majority of the, uh, the vocals on that. And um, I've got a single coming out on Friday uh, called After the Rain, and that features Lawrence, who uh, I played with in UFO, and he's also in Grand Slam. So uh, that's the heavier side of my thing. So that's it's quite a heavy track, you know. Yeah. Uh, but the the album, I'm calling it genre fluid, right? Because it's not, you know, there'll be some there's something for everyone, right? Because it's not. So I, I mean, I like a big Floyd fan, and there's a lot of Floydy sort of stuff on it, and uh, you know, like um, bands like Jellyfish and um Beatles or you know yeah. sorry um so um yeah I just just wanted to throw the rule book out the window I mean when you think about it porno graffiti extreme you know you had uh you know uh get, get the funk out and, and but then you had more than words and there's a song there um uh when I first kissed you I think it's cool it sounds like Frank Sinatra yeah it's a bit it's a bizarre album but that was me president I thought well it's been done you know so yeah, yeah. They, they didn't have any particular rules to stick to. And uh, so um, I just went for it, really, you know. And we shall see. I don't, I've got no intentions of um, building a band around or anything like that, you know. It was just, uh, But I want to keep it ticking over in the background, you know. It's yeah, a nice yeah. belief of, uh, of getting uh, some stuff out there that isn't normally, you know, wouldn't be considered for FM, if you like, you know. Yeah, yeah. When's that coming out Friday? Yeah. Uh, the single's out on Friday. It's called After the Rain. Um, and the video release, and then the album is um, um, it's called Adventures in Pepperland. Okay, uh, it's under the guise of Pepper Kid Two. So, Pepper uh, Kid Two. That's so that's me. Is that like Pepper Pig or Pe Pepper? The... <laughs> yeah, well, I know. That's why I said what it is. Well, it is Tony. Is it? Uh, I cover my. I always. I've always done this right. I've covered my food with pepper, big time, right? Yeah. To the point where people say, "Come and have a look at this," you know. And it's annoying, really. You know, so I've just it's something I've just done. It's just you know, it's not like I like hot food. I just like a lot of pepper on my food, you know. And so that's where the pepper kid came from. There was never a pepper kid one. I didn't kill him off and bring him number two. <laughs> so you know, and again, it's not nothing to do with Sergeant Pepper or anything like that. That's that was just my people used to call me Pepper Kid, you know. So I thought rather than put Jem Davis, I wanted Pepper Kid to be like a so that it's like a project. So that means I can bring in other people because yeah. I'm not I don't sing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I programmed done guitars and drums and the whole works on this. Okay, brought, brought in some you know, Jim, I've got Jim to play guitar. Um, I've got a brilliant guitarist called Nigel Spenuin who worked with Joe Cocker and uh, people like that uh, to do uh, uh, the majority of the solos. But with this one song, the, uh, After the Rain, I really wanted um, I, I wanted to work with uh, Lawrence. And uh, he's done a blinder, an absolute blinder of a solo, you know. But I, <laughs> I, sent, him the, I sent him another song before and... Uh, and he was a bit, he said he lived in Spain actually, so it's a bit wild. And I thought, you know what, it's my bloody album. <laughs> I thought, so I ended up doing like a Waitman kind of solo on it. I'll play on it, Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not, it, you know, the standard thing in the band is always the singer and then the guitar. Yeah, you know, yeah. And the keyboard player is always in the background somewhere. Yeah. I'm used to that and that's fine. It suits me most of the time. Well, the only one that comes to see an FM show will know that I come out with the front with the keys, uh, and that's a love-hate thing, you know. Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> and then uh, 
and then I play a bit of harmonica as well with the FM boys, you know, which oh, is great. Okay. So I come out in front with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, exciting times, really. Yeah. <coughs> and you've got uh, Synchronised Dan, which you released in 2020 with an FM yeah. band. I mean, you, finally you can get out and tour it then. We're going to do, yeah, but we see we've already got the next album in the bag as well, you know. Okay. So we, we haven't been hanging about at all because, and that's what I'm like, you know, because that, as a muser, you think, oh, I love to have my own studio, then will you use it? Well, uh, you know, so I was in there a couple of months and I brought, the, when we when we could, the boys came up. And they, they absolutely loved it. It's not big enough to do drums in, but we did everything else. And so we've just been writing like crazy, all of us, you know. Yeah. So, um, and that's the plan, to just keep writing and writing and just get things in the bag because we just thought, look, this is, this. let's make the most of this time because then once they push the button and we can get out there, we'll, we'll gig, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's what we did. And Paul from Gun um, uh, kindly let Pete go up and do all the drums up in Scotland in, in Gun Studio. Um, so we've already got the next album, FM album, in the bag. It won't be out till next year. Yeah. Um, so that's great. But then we we need to be working on the next one, you see. Yeah. And then in the meantime, we also had the Tough It Out came out, you know, uh, live, you know, and we and we were working on that too. But it's it's um, it's a shame that. We always feel, you know, we weren't allowed to. We were just about to go out synchronised, and then the the rug gets pulled, you know. Yeah. As yeah. with a lot of bands, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, soul destroying, really, you know. But there's nothing you can do about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I spoke to uh, those damn crows, and the, we were talking about the same sort of thing. You know, they released their album, their second album in 2020, I believe, and then now they're already working on the third album, also. So when they're now they've been on tour, but they feel like the second album is old songs already, you know? Yes. Even though yes. nobody's heard them, heard them live. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. that's a problem. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, say, I suppose that's a problem you've got as well. Well, it is. Yeah, we kind of moved on already. But then the punters want us to hear, you know, they want to hear those songs, what we do love. So, to be honest, we're not, uh, so we need to work them up. Uh, we pick about two or three out of that. I mean, the trouble, you know, is it's a nice problem to have is that FM's got so much uh, back back material, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back blog that um, what do you do? And you're always going to annoy somebody that you haven't done that, and you've got yeah. to kick your favourite out in order to get wedge it all in. But you want to try and keep it fresh, even for your, your own sanity, if not anything else, you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, but that's great. I mean, it's a nice position to be in, you know. And we will get some synchronised in the in the set uh, for the next uh, leg of the tour, and then you know, and just keep moving forward. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, since you've been back together then in two thousand seven, I mean, this incarnation of the lineup is obviously the most stable, and I mean, you've got you've been your most productive since yeah. since two thousand seven. Yeah. Started. I mean, Jim's been. Well, I, you know, God, I've been in the band now, I guess, 25 years, is it? You know, yeah. and um, it's great. I mean, Didge comes along. We bring Didge into uh, um, when we did the Tough It Out and he gets up on stage and he'll get and he'll get. And it's just great. I mean, we, we're desperately trying to get Chris, Steve's brother, to, to get. But he won't. <laughs> that's, that's another story that, you know, and it would be nice, I think, especially for the fans to see him up there. And that. But it's nice. FM's like a little family and very, very tight, you know. And, uh, and what you see is what you get. I mean, we we do generally have fun when we're playing on stage, and we're very close uh, off off the stage or whatever. It's not it's not you know an act or anything like that. We can't be bothered with you know we we're all you know get to a certain age where 
Yeah, yeah. You know, you just want to get on with that. It can't be doing with all the petty. Well, it's me. I mean, if anybody should have an ego, it should be Steve because with a voice like that. But he's, you know, he's fantastic. You know. Yeah, so, that's the thing. Everybody gets a bit long in the tooth, really. And uh, you know, as as you get older, it's like you just can't be bothered with all that. No. You know? But that said, I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, it's funny we talk about this because, uh, you know, I, I'm quite happy still getting the back of a transit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got that passion for it because I just enjoyed playing life, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's nothing like it. And uh, uh, it's what we enjoy the most, you know. So yeah. it's great having the studio stuff and whatever, but we just want to get out there and play it to people. And it's the reaction you get back that, that keeps you going, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a hell of a obviously hit everybody that you know you won't get in that so you can do as many flipping um online stuff as you like uh playing it but it's pointless because you're not getting the feedback you know yeah um, so we didn't really go down that route much you know um because you know so people soon got tired of you know watch because they can watch youtube or whatever you know and they and i think that's what they're enjoying now they're enjoying going out and seeing live music you know which is great so um, yeah, okay. How are you getting over here then? Have you got like a? a... Uh, yeah, we're getting a, just a. Um, I mean, that's another tale in itself. It's it's hard work because it's to get the right transport and they're all like uh, like splitter buses like hen's teeth. Yeah. So we're doing it quite small scale uh, initially and just testing the water, you know. So we'll just jump on the on the train and uh, drive over, you know, get on the train drive and drive to um, these first two gigs and also for the Holland gigs and um, Belgium. And then um, and then just see how it goes, you know, because then it's Brexit to deal with, which is a, yeah, yeah. forget COVID, yeah. Brexit's the one that's uh, is a killer. And, and But they keep changing the rules all the time, see, and everybody is watching everybody else saying, well, what's going on now, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a few people out, you know, so we'll see, you know. Yeah, because yeah. we regularly gig in the in Spain. Well, now they want you've got to pay for visas and things like that, and they just, you know, it's a that's a whole nother ball game. I won't get political because I don't. I'm not, yeah, political, but, you know. But it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it's frustrating when we had the freedom to to go up and what and do what we wanted to do, and of course it's. I mean, I obviously I'm not that old. I don't, but I do I do remember people saying in the old days of where you had to cross over the borders and you gave the guards like a, an album and a t-shirt and yeah, you had to yeah. dead point Charlie and you had to get from A to B in a certain amount of time, otherwise you're in trouble and this, that and the other. I don't think we're going back to that, but, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I don't, you never know, do you, for the, I mean, like I said, I'm in Holland, so I'm pretty much okay, but, uh, yeah, I don't, don't know about going back, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, see my family and that, but, uh, I mean... Yeah, well, the chance rolls every day, many. So, uh, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do just... think you needed a visa though to come out of the UK if you were less going less than ninety days. Uh, no, for most countries. But I think if you want to play in Spain at the moment, I think that's the deal. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know. Okay. Yeah. No, I read some stuff. Um, oh, it wasn't a visa. What was it? Yeah, it was something. I can't remember what it's called now. But it was something just to say that you had musical instruments and you were taking them in and out yeah. of the country so you didn't have to pay tax every time. To say, funny enough, that's exactly what I've been doing today. I've been doing that because I'm kind of like, uh, we all have our little jobs in the, in the FM and now I'm playing the Mr. Transport as well. So I've been on the trying to sort out the carnage. Uh, you need a carnage now and that last year. Yeah, that's it, a carnage. Yeah, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, so yeah. Um, 
we tried to take as little as possible out because two years ago we played in Barcelona and I admittedly we did uh, we hired a load of gear. Normally what we do is we fly in, we hire a load of gear and just do the gig. But we do carry like the boys have sort of take the guitars and I I took my MacBook Pro and that and we literally uh, we're in Barcelona. We pulled over, went to a bar for a quick pint, literally a pint, twenty minutes. Came back and we've been robbed, and oh. they took everything. Well, I say everything. The only thing they didn't take there was we had two Fender Strats in a big case, which they couldn't physically get over the top of the back of this this seat of this minibus, so they left that. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's funny enough. Um, I don't know why they didn't open up and take the, the uh, guitars out, but uh, I'll drink your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will. <clears throat> But uh, excuse me, little a little break there. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, um, but it was a. I mean, that was a nightmare, man. All we were left, we had to do the gig, and all we were left with, I was. I just had a pair of shorts, a, a vest, and yeah. I had one credit card that I'd used to pay for the parking. You know, but the Spanish police didn't want to know, uh, or Barcelona, I should say. It's a bit, they're isolated there. So we had hard gear. So I, thank God, uh, you know, I was able to, so that I was able to program because all my sounds and everything I have on USB sticks, they got robbed and our passports and everything. So I had to desperately quickly program up a Kronos and a, a Nord and whatever and get the sound, uh, as many sounds as I could to get through the gig. Uh, and we did it and we stormed it, but it was tainted with the fact that, you know, yeah, yeah, robbed, yeah. you know, and, and there were apparently three other bands who got robbed on that same day, you know. Oh, right. And then we also, then we had to leave because we had another gig in uh, um, Madrid to do. And then from there, um, you know, so we had to get that done before we could actually um, get things sorted. Now we managed to get down the consulate and all that and uh, and get back. But uh, man, it's a nightmare, but it just make you realise there are just things. You know, and and yeah, thank God yeah. we're musicians and we can play. I don't rely on technology. It's lovely to have, but uh, thank God, you know, I'm, I mainly specialise in Hammond and all that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So if needs must, you can, you know, we got through the gig. So uh, uh, we don't rely on the sequences and all that. We have them and we use them as a as a tool. Yeah. But uh, you know, we can do if we can do the gig stripped down. That's the whole point of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great, you know. Yeah. So what are you so, doing when you come away? Have you got a hotel or? <clears throat> I think we have. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've, uh, you know, Murph's brilliant. <laughs> He'll find the latest hotel. But I think he's so he's so on it. He's found a hotel that hasn't even been built yet. It's, it's, oh. I, think it, I think it gets built. On, I'm not sure whether we're staying there now because they kept moving the opening day. So I think it actually opens on the Thursday before we arrive on the Saturday. So we might have to find another one because we're not sure whether that's actually going to be finished built yet. <laughs> oh, where's that then? Uh, Is that in Helmond or...? I've no idea. I've no idea. Again, see, miss, miss the transport, then I leave all the things to Merv to yeah, yeah. the, the hotel. Well, get the email me if you like, and then uh... yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I will. You know, because like I said, the venue is like five minutes drive away from my house. Oh right. Oh and yeah, the, I will do. I will and do. the main town then is on the other side, if you like. You've got the venue here, and then on the other side of the train track is is the town centre. Right. So, I mean, and then if you've got a hotel anywhere around there, I'm not sure because I'm not sure what's going on at the moment. Well, yeah, yeah. A restaurant I'll, got blown I'll, up there last I'll, night. I'll have a look tomorrow because obviously I'm not at home at the moment. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll have a look and I'll, I'll drop you a mail and let you know. You know yeah, so. yeah, let me know because you can always like, if, you, if you're worried about your van or whatever and you're staying in a hotel in a town, you can leave your van outside my house, you know. Cool. Okay. Cheers. That's, that's no, no problem. In that. Yeah. yeah, just come over and 
when you get you just come over and have a beer or something I'm yeah you will you will no don't worry about it yeah 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 <laughs> my missus like that, that's what I expect but <laughs> You see, the classic thing with FM before I joined them uh, it, uh, was that um, they were in a really bad bus crash. Uh, they okay. just finished in, uh, in um, I think it was Amsterdam or so, uh, last gig was there, and they were driving back, and the bus driver fell asleep. And they, and they were, thank God, it was the last gig. So they were all in the lounge in the back of this tour bus, uh, getting hammered or whatever. Um, and next thing they know, they're in a ditch and they're out. They had to bail out. They're standing on a snowy uh, motorway in their underpants, you know, thinking what the hell went on. So we that's why we tend to do it ourselves now and drive ourselves. And, yeah, that. Yeah. and we don't do the big old tour buses if we can help it, you know. Um, yeah, which and you can understand that. for the, I wasn't with them at the time, but uh, yeah, that must have been well scary, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what's your best moments you've been, you've had in the band then? What's the what? What's your best moments that you've had it in FM? FM? Oh man, there's been so many. We, I mean, just coming up to the, uh, you know, I mean, the first one I think that was a real thing is when uh, Rat were meant to play Donington and the drummer I think got arrested for um, drink driving the day before. And we known, uh, you know, uh, the guys, um, the run uh, Donington and all that. So um, his name is Andy. <coughs> just contacted us. So you know, would you do you fancy doing it? And so second band on on the big on the big stage uh, during the day, mega hot day, and there was about fifty thousand people there, and it was just fantastic. And we just went down the storm and and loved that. That was great. And then, but the last well, what was it? Twenty nineteen, I'm guessing. Uh, was when we were doing all the Hellfest and all that over in Europe uh, with Kiss and all that. That, again, was just brilliant. The crowds and everything. Mm. I just love playing live, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we always have a laugh no matter what's going on anyway, you know. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Well, that's the main thing, you know, as long as you're enjoying it. uh, Yeah. Well, then, when it, I think when it stops it being enjoyable, it's when we'll hang up the boots. But, uh, you know, now it's it's all good fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good news, man. <laughs> well, I've got a bit of a story here. I found a story today. It's a bit of a weird one, actually. It's about this ninja. <laughs> it's a guy who was dressed up as a ninja, when he, and he had a big sword, right? Right. And he assailed the U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in California. Now, these special... Obviously, these special operations units are a bit like the SAS, you know? Right. And uh, this, <laughs> this guy <laughs> wearing a ninja costume... He walked up to this sergeant in the middle of the night on this army camp and uh, he said, oh, do you know who I am? And and obviously the sergeant didn't know who he was. He wasn't Ronnie Pickering or anybody, you know. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, do you know who I am? And this guy said, oh, no, I don't know who you are. He said, oh, do you know who my family are? And he said, no, I don't know where your family are. So uh, this ninja started swinging his sword at him and cut him up. <laughs> he said it, it wow. cut, cut him and then it cut his... And it hit his mobile phone, so obviously the the sergeant was going to try and ring for somebody. Right. But then the sergeant ran off, actually. You know, I mean, he's on a military base with this ninja swinging a sword at him, so he runs <laughs> off, right? Runs runs to, to a, a building where there's a load of other special ops uh, American soldiers in there, and they lock themselves in and what? dial what and dial nine one one. Who's your call? You know what I mean. Yeah, so it's it's like 
Well, yeah. if you're in a, if you're special ops and you're actually on a military base, you know, surely yeah. you could deal with some nutter with yeah. a sword, like. Exactly, you know. You yeah, know? yeah. But they phoned well, the police the... and then um, the police came along and tried to arrest him, but then he started swinging at the police as well. Right. And uh, they fired a few shots in the air, you know, where they got guns in America. So the guy ran off. And then um, as he was running off, I mean, obviously they didn't shoot him, but then uh, one of the other coppers, because you know what, these American police, like they pull up with about 19 cop cars. So this guy is actually running off. He drops his sword and then another copper tasers him. So uh, he managed to I get... Mean, there's a scene in there for the Indiana Jones where the guy does all the flashy knives and he just goes bang and shoots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I am amazed that they didn't shoot him, uh, you know, in this yeah, yeah. But there you go, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, the right thing, so, yeah. Yeah, so this guy, he's, he's um, got arrested for attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon with the intent to resist or prevent arrest, vandalism, obstructing or delaying a... a police officer in the performance of their duties so he's been arrested with quite a long uh, a long list of charges wow you know yeah. but these guys these special ops guys they you know they you should have the moves yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy just ran off and uh, yeah yeah but yeah it's a bit yeah. of a story it <laughs> I is was like what, what what's going on here those special ops guys running away <laughs> from a ninja <laughs> yeah well that yeah brave sir robin ran away you know yeah <laughs> So yeah, I was glued to all of that. I've got to say, I was watching the uh, when Trumpy was in, you know, and what was happening on the six and all that. It just, it was, uh, it was, you know, just I couldn't believe it. It was just, uh, you know, as much as I didn't like the guy, now he's gone. It's a bit quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was that when they stormed the White House and everything? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, and whether that has any repercussions. I mean, I love America. The thing is. You know, uh, we actually were, we were in LA when, just before COVID hit, we were meant to be going over to Australia. And some gigs over there, and it turns out the guy, I don't know what was going on, it just, it just smelled a bit iffy, and we thought, you know, I think they wanted us to actually fly from LA to to the gig, which is a 16-hour flight, and then within two hours get on stage. Well, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's not right. laughs> So, uh, and what was meant to be like a three-day festival ended up being a one-day festival. We thought, this, is, this isn't this is right, you know. Yeah. We ended up coming back, but then about five days later, COVID hit, and that was it, lockdown, you know. So, uh, but we managed to do, we went to Vegas, as you do. We went to Vegas and did a couple of videos. And again, uh, the boys from the choir boys were there. Oh, uh, right, yeah. With friends of ours and that. So they joined us when we went to Old Time Vegas, down Fremont Street, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was good fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see the boxing that was on on the weekend? No, I missed it, and I love me boxing, you know. So I need to catch up on that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, the boys saw it, and they reckon it was fantastic, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only brought it up because it was in Vegas, but uh... yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, who won then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I said, I didn't want to spoil it for you. Oh, no, no, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, I couldn't be bothered to stay up, to be honest, Terry. So, yeah, yeah. No, but, I uh, watched, I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I watched it in the morning on YouTube. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't stay up till six o'clock in the morning anymore. <laughs> Those days are gone for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, have you been to Vegas? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for my 40th. 
Right. And uh, my brother bought it's me tickets. Of, you know, I like it. Yeah, yeah. My brother bought me tickets to see Tom Jones in the MGM Grand. Oh, fantastic. So yeah. uh, for my 40th birthday. So what we were doing, we were staying in San Francisco. Um, we, decide, <laughs> we decided to do like a 24-hour trip to Vegas. Right. So I went with some friends and that. So we flew it. We flew from San Francisco to Vegas. Did like a mad 24 hours in Vegas. Saw Tom Jones in the MGM Grand. And then flew back to San Francisco after 24 wow. hours. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a bit of an adventure, you know. See, I first went there in 2002. Friend, some friends were getting married and I thought, I'm going to hate this place. I thought it's going to be like Blackpool or Nassau, you know. Yeah. And I had the best three days, mate. He just, I didn't want to go to bed and uh, yeah, yeah. we had the best time. It's all about the hotels. And I went, I've been back about nine or ten times now, just, on, you know, for holidays, whatever. Uh, I took the kids there. <laughs> took the kids there in 2009. We went to Vegas and then we went, to, I wanted to take them to the proper Disneyland, you know, like yeah, the original yeah. 1950s. They like Vegas better than Disneyland. <laughs> it's like, what? You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but it's not everybody's cup of tea and I appreciate that, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, but we're gagging to go back there and that. We, we did have a laugh doing it, you know. Uh, driving through the desert and all that malarkey is fantastic, you know, the scenery. Yeah. All, you know. So I like Littletown, America. I mean, I try to go to like, I've spent a lot of holidays in Florida and, and that, you know, on the, uh, not on the um, East Coast, go to the West Coast where it's quiet and all that. And it's just a joy, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's not, again, not everybody's got to be, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Have you been to San Fran? No, I'd love to go. Love yeah, to go. it's really nice. I mean, it's going back, oh, I don't know. How old am I now? 55, 15 years ago. So, uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, that was a really nice place. It's very European, though. Is it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very. Yeah. Uh, well, the weird, weird thing for me was um, going back to New York. I was there in 91, and it was a dangerous place. It was guns going off and all sorts of stuff. And then to go back there and take the kids there, like I said, and, uh, um, and feel safe. You know, because yeah, yeah. it wasn't a safe place in the 90s, you know, in the early 90s, you know. But, uh, and then, that, you know, obviously now, you know, it's a different vibe completely, again, with the Twin Towers and all that malarkey. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie set, you know, because everywhere yeah, 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 yeah. you've seen it on the telly, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, San Francisco's the same. You know, you've got the hate. Yeah. We call it the, the hate. Yeah. And then obviously you've got, like... Um, the big cable car, uh, not cable car, big trams that come down the big hill, you know. Right. That's all, like, you see all that in the movies. It's great. And Chinatown yeah. is fantastic. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. Brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Well, see, I can't wait to get out. I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's great to be in a band, you know, to, like, you know, to go to Japan, for instance. And uh, first time I went to Japan was with the Mantis boys, playing Mantis. And that was a, a giggle and a half, unbelievable. And uh, we, so we went to Tokyo, Nagoya and um, Osaka. The okay. first time, and then I went back again with uh, UFO, same place, this sort of thing. But uh, uh, again, it's just a different way of life and all that, you know. And they love their music out there, which is great, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, I was just going to say, they I, like their rock music. Yeah, I must admit, I was gutted that we didn't do the Australian thing. I'm really desperate to get it out to, to Australia, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, hopefully, you know, we get there next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if the world opens up a little bit more, then... Uh... And yeah, it will. I mean, you've just got to learn to live with this thing. It's like, you know, I know, guarantee we're going to get hit with the flu and COVID this, this winter because that's it's just the same kind of a vibe, really. And uh, But, you know, we just got to... 
No, people have been, or some people have had the jab. I mean, I don't, I don't sit on any fence on that. If you want to have the jab, if you don't have the jab, it's your problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel as a musician, we kind of have to, and, and you know, I'll do whatever it takes so we can get out there. You know. Yeah, uh, a lot of musicians say the same you know, thing, to be honest. Yeah, because yeah. you know, whatever it takes, really, to to get out and, and, and play again. It's it's just like going to another some of these countries. You had to have uh, you have uh, the jab anyway, you know. So. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed yeah. that. Uh, Unless you're right, said Fred, I think the they'll stay at home all day. Well, yeah, exactly, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and go mad, you know. <laughs> but uh, lucky enough, I, I didn't go mad. I don't, I'm mad already, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, them boys, I, I don't know what they're up to. I mean, we've had them on the show, and um, they said, because I, I follow them on Twitter, you know, the right, right said Fred boys. And they were really active on Twitter. Well, they're still really active on Twitter because they seem to be in all these rallies and stuff uh, about being anti-vax. And but when we got them on the show, they said they weren't anti actually anti-vax. They were just wanted to wait a while um, until the, the the trials came through. You know, that's fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's fine. But then on Twitter, they are just totally anti-vax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't. It's like you know, where, yeah. you know, where are you sitting like? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, yeah. I don't get in any of that, and it's it's funny because I, I'm a, a I sit on Facebook. I just look and uh, see it all go off, and I try not to comment on it. Uh, you know, I've got my uh, opinions, but I, I'm quite private. I like to keep it all to myself, really, and that. But it just made me chuckle at sometimes a counter argument or whatever. You know, and, yeah, uh, I mean, and yeah. gone with it. You know, so um, and I I think like you're perfectly. That's your right. If that's how you feel, then that's absolutely fine. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we discussed it. I mean, I discuss it quite a lot, really. I mean, not I'm not pro-vax and I'm not anti-vax, even though I've been vaccinated. I mean, I caught COVID about five months ago. Right. And I was really, really ill. And because I was on the same sort of fence, I didn't really want to take the vaccinations. I wanted to wait and see what the, the effects were, blah, blah, blah. But then I mm. caught COVID and I was so ill. And I, I wouldn't want to wish it on my worst well, enemy, to be honest. See, uh, and I... Uh, you know that was it for me. I, I, there was a couple of close friends that lived on him. I live in, lived in a town called Bedford, and this guy, bless him, uh, he was only a year older than me, and he suffered from diabetes and asthma. And yeah. he said, "This will do me." And yeah. he, in six weeks, he was gone. He, yeah, he, yeah. He got him, you know. And and it just that's one thing that does annoy me when people says, "Oh, it's a fake disease and and all this, and it's conspiracy." Well, for the whole flipping world, you know. <laughs> and, and when you've uh, and there's a lot of people out there that you know they get COVID and they and they're you know they're still struggling to breathe and whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, no, it's a real thing, and it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm still struggling myself. I mean, I'm, I mean, I lost all my strength. Um, I, all my leg, my strength in my legs went totally. Because uh, I still do physio now two times a week. Right. I'm only working like fifteen percent because I get tired really quickly. And I mean, this is like five months now, I think four or five months. And I went to see a specialist last week and he said, because I was always active before, you know, I would go to the gym and do some training and stuff. Yeah. And because my immune system was really good, the doctor at the hospital said that the better your immune system is going to be, the worse is going to hit you really. Yeah. Yeah. So then because the way your immune system works, it just wants to kill that virus dead. And the virus is so strong that, it, you know, fights back yeah. and then it makes you really ill but then I, last week I saw a specialist and he said I probably went back to work two months too early 
and if I hadn't gone back so soon, I probably would have been more further in my recovery now, you know. Right. Because um, I'm basically, because I was so fit and active before, I'm trying to push myself all the time because I'm in unknown territory, if you like. Yeah. Being so tired all the time. So I'm standing in the way of my own recovery, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to push myself, yeah. but I shouldn't be pushing myself. I should be holding myself. Well, that's back. that. You see, because that's how, all, and that's my mum used to be like that. You know, I just, I just see illness as, a, as an annoyance. Yeah, me and, too. You know, and I get like, out. But I think uh, so. When I had the jab the first time, it, it knocked me for six, and I was in bed. You know, and, and I don't do that. I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm usually up and about. You know, straight away. So, uh, and I was told that's because my immune system is is pretty good, so it's yeah, fine, yeah. big time. You know. But, um, yeah, it's just something that, you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, like, like I said, after, you, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, after I had it, then um, I had to have my, I had my injection, because I was already booked in for my injection, but I caught it before, <laughs> before I had my oh, injection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had my injection, and I was ill again, and I thought I'd caught it again, to be honest. I was so oh, rough for, like, for three yeah, or four yeah. days. So there's some, you know, I, I said, I, well, my, my co-host is my cousin, and I text him, I said, oh, I've caught it again. I'm really ill. No, I've just <laughs> had the injection, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, you know, I, I and I'm not, I don't care what you do. But we had the Doreen boys on um, last week. I think it was last week or the week before. I was speaking to Peter Cunningham and uh, Al McKenzie from Doreen. Oh, right. And, um, yeah, we were discussing the this COVID passport thing. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, for people our age... It's not a fucking COVID passport. No. <laughs> all it is is a, is a vaccination stamp on your vaccination card. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But all this younger generation are like, oh, you're taking away my freedom with yeah. this COVID passport. And it's like, oh, man. It just made me laugh all that because then, uh, you know, I, I don't want a, a thing they're putting... No, the other thing was having a, a microchip, you know. Oh, a microchip, yeah. I don't want them knowing exactly where I'm going and all that. And then they're on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what they're doing, you know. And they just, I know. You know, they're tracking them on your phone. They can tell exactly where you are any yeah. time of the day, you know. So, anyway, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. All these conspiracies. I mean, you can catch it from 5G and... Yeah, oh, man, all that for lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's madness. But, but there you go. survive instead of, you know, yes. Um, yeah, so all we can do is keep keep on keeping on, I suppose. Yeah, exactly, Maddie. Exactly. Try and keep safe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you're going to be doing any meet and greets. Well, you're going to be meeting and greeting me, obviously, but I yeah, don't know if you're well, doing any meet and greets on your tour. Well, that was the thing. And it was when the first sort of, like, get, like especially at Derby, do you hug people? Because I'm a hugger, you know. Yeah, yeah how yeah. are you doing? You know, you've got to do the fist thing. Or, what? You know. And yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's that's it. That's what I'm saying. People just don't know how to react. And we'll, yeah. we'll get that, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we spoke to a few yeah. bands and they're not doing meet and greets. Right, you know, you know generally, you know, you're with FM, you, you find that we're always out there anyway. We, yeah, we, yeah. we go out, we go out by the merch place and we say hello. We, we're yeah, not, yeah. you know, you won't find us hiding in the dressing room, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's basically, they, do, they just don't yeah. want to jeopardise the tours, you know. Well, that's fair. I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Because it, it doesn't, I mean, the thing is, you know, it could be which a crew member can, can do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, you know, um we don't know, and you, you are, you know, you're, you're fighting the odds every time you go out and do a gig, you know, or every time you go out, to be honest, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, you just you go down to the, the local supermarket or whatever and, and catch it from, you know, the person behind the till, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, if you're so, yeah, enough. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, All right, then, mate. 
Hey, um, yes. So I'll just do one more plug for me album. Go on then. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the single's out this uh, Friday. Um, it's called After the Rain. Uh, yeah. I think it's Mike and Lawrence from uh, um, Grand Slam. And, uh, and then the album's out November the 12th. Um, and it's called Adventures in Pepperland by Pippa Kid 2. So, uh, okay. have you got like socials for Pepper Kid? Yeah, be all on the socials and everything, you know. And I've got a good press girl on, on it, and she's uh, so it, it, you know, you'll know it's out there and that, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, well, if but, you email uh, me your socials for Pepper Kid and that, and I I'll will put them on the link for the video as well. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely, yeah. you know, yeah. But uh, because Steve's not singing a song on it, it's done me a, a brilliant job, you know. And uh, I say, oh, Jim, you see, the, it's like the, the first track's called Pep, um, uh, Pepperland, and it's like, uh, I've got him, I wanted it to be like, um, uh, like Lazy Sunday, you know, yeah. So he's from he's from up north, you know, so I want to try to do the uh, oh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a bit rockney, like as the, oh, right, yeah, 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 a rockney kind of a song, you know. So it's that it's that kind of a vibe. I, I, it's a bit tongue in cheek. It's it's a mad album because that's it's everything coming out of my head, and I'm completely bonkers anyway. So yeah. uh, you know, and I guarantee you know, I don't say people are going to like every single song on the album. I don't expect them to, but they'll find one song that they get that they actually oh yeah, I, I like this one, and that's all I care about. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't want people to say, well, hang on, and criticize it and be the chinny chin chin. It's not about that. Just it's just <laughs> there. Just enjoy. If you don't like it, then throw it in the bin. I don't care, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. know. I think you will. I think you will. So, uh, yeah, oh, brilliant. Cool. All right, bud. Well, I look forward to seeing you in a, a few weeks' time, then, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, drop me a mail. My emails on it, and then and we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No worries. And then we can <coughs> mail me your phone number or whatever if you want, and then let me know yeah. when you come in. And we'll uh, do. We'll do. Like I said, well, I'm only around the corner. To, um, uh, we're filming uh, Jim's next single because um, I played with Jim's band. Uh, just with that quick plug, because that's um, uh, it's Jim Kirkpatrick band, and we've got Leon from Status Quo on the drums, who's blinding, and um, it's a bluesy album. It's you know, so he's working on his. Uh, he did the Ballad of a Prodigal Son was his last album, and we're working on the next one. And I played a lot of keyboards on the thing, and that, and it's great fun to do. It's just something completely different again from FM, you know. So uh, if we're not doing FM, then you might see us out on the road doing this, you know. So, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, cool. Keep your ears open, people. Yeah. yeah. Well, talking about State's Call, it would have been Rick Parfit's birthday today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we spoke so to then, Rick Parfit Jr. a few weeks ago. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting him on, on the Facebook. I've not actually met him face to face. Oh, right, okay. And of course, again, Jim plays with um, another because he plays with everybody. Uh, he, he plays with uh, Rhino, uh, Rhino's Revenge as well. Oh, know? right, yeah. So, um, yeah. All right, cool. cool. All right, so. all right, mate. All right, nice one. Cool. Nice to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll see you in a few weeks, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do lunch. We'll see. My people will call your people. All right? Yeah, let's sort it out, man. <laughs> we'll get it on the get it on the go. Yeah, brilliant. All right, cool. All right, buddy. All okay. right, thanks, mate. Take care. All right, bye. Bye.